Thanks for downloading and welcome to Take Orally, the podcast from Dream, Queen's Medical Centre, Nottingham. This episode is our third Red Thread special. As ever, all information is correct at the time of recording. Any and all guidelines mentioned are correct for Nottingham University Hospital's NHS Trust. Other trust guidelines may vary. All views and opinions are the speaker's own. Hello, welcome back to Take Orally, and uh, this is our third Red Thread special. I'm delighted that we've got our panel with us today. We've got Akai. Hello, Akai. Hello, you all right? Hello. Uh, we've got uh, David Bentley from uh, Red Thread. Hello, David. Hello. <laughs> and uh, joining us for the first time, we've got uh, Janice Morgan, Edie's sister. Hello, Janice. Hello, Jamie. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Uh, so, um, in this episode, we're going to be talking about Akai's experiences with uh, Red Thread. And uh, so I just wanted to start really by uh, asking you, David, how did Akai come to the attention of uh, Red Thread? Um, yeah, just set the scene for us, if that's okay. Yeah, um, so basically we were very new at Red Thread. We've explained on previous podcasts what we do. So we support young people who have been affected by serious youth violence. Um, we had a trauma call come in on a resus bleep um, and then went to go and speak to the team about what had actually happened and were made aware that um, there was a young man coming into the department who had been uh, a victim of quite a serious offence um, coming through in straight into resource um, so I gathered the team to go uh, and engage with Akai from there um, and then obviously that's when our kind of bedside intervention be- began from mm. seeing um, Akai sat up in resource with the injuries that he was that he yeah. was presented with and um, the kind of organized chaos that goes off when a trauma comes in and yeah. we were very obviously we were very new yeah. to the to the uh, to the old uh, world of trauma and working in the hospital setting um, I know my team were kind of very wide-eyed and going wow this is kind of a a new experience for them um, but um, the way they dealt with the situation at the time and it was mainly thanks to the rest of the clinical colleagues that were around them that kind of explained what was going off and then kind of said right red thread it's your turn to go and mm. go and uh, engage with Akai at once obviously the life-saving treatment had, uh, mm. had took place. And uh, you said you assembled the team, so who was in the team with you? So there was myself, um, Freya and Salim, the youth workers. Initially Richard, the programme coordinator, um, alerted us through the resource bleep and then phoned up and said, can we get some further detail of of what had actually happened? I won't go into details of injuries and stuff like that. If, yeah. if, if a guy obviously wants to talk about that, that that's completely up to him. And um, was aware that there was obviously, because um, of the severity of the injury, um, there may have been other people affected and things like that. So that's why we decided to go as a team. And I just wanted to make sure that my team were comfortable yeah. in terms of going to see um, a trauma for possibly about the probably third or second incident that they they had been in into the into the uh, kind of resource department mm. um so yeah we kind of went up as a team spoke with the team and says you guys okay to go and engage when clinical colleagues said so uh i went to deal with all the things that were happening around the department at that time because it was very very busy mm. and um yeah that's how we kind of met akai and uh, went from there so uh, akai at that point then thinking back what was going through your mind at that point what was what what were you thinking as you were being brought into hospital at that point um there was a lot of panic yeah uh, a lot of fear 
um, thinking back to it, and um, really, it was just, it was just very overwhelming. It was surreal yeah. at times. So yeah, it was just very full of panic and emotion. And, and what did you think when this this team of youth workers wearing the the red lanyards were coming over to to talk to you? What 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 was it like? Um, thinking back to it, I couldn't really remember or identify any individuals. I just remember what seemed around 10 to 15 doctors or yeah. of, of some sort just there. So I couldn't really identify anyone at that time because sure. I was in such panic. Yeah. And obviously your brain, you don't really process things like that. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was, it was just sheer panic, if, yeah. if, if that's one word to describe. Okay. And do you remember that first chat that you had with the guys from Red Thread? Um, yeah, the, the first um, initial point of contact that I did make with Red Thread was after my um, after my theatre, so it was the day after, okay. and um, one of the team members, Celine, came up, and I remember him coming to my bedside, and then um, he just spoke, introduced himself, um, gave me his contact number, and he said he could ring me any um, any time, give me a few leaflets, explain who Redford was, mm. saying that there was a new a new team set up in the um, department for this sort of incident. And yeah, I remember him handing over some headphones and just being um, a comf comforting person. Do you know what I mean? But he wasn't too full on. He yeah. just he just made it brief because you know that there was there was family members around and stuff and kind of just. Mm disappeared again and he said he'd be back in time so that was my first point of contact with Red Fred. Mm. And then how soon after that was it that you were having more contact with Red Fred? Um, Celine would come and see me more or less on a, a daily basis just to, to check in and see how, how I was doing, if there was any support that I needed within the hospital or if, if there were certain measures that they could take outside of hospital as well. Sure. So yeah it was just um, it was just more or less a daily daily thing. Obviously, I was in hospital for a week, so mm. it, it was it was a daily thing. Okay. Yeah. And were you identifying things that you might need after hospital? Were you, were you were you know finding those things with him? Um, there was a few things I identified um, regarding. Um, I needed to get um, back into work because my CSCS card had just run out. So he was saying that he'd be able to help me in that aspect and, and, and get me trained back if I needed to. So that was something that they offered. Obviously, I know that they're a youth violence team, but I, was doing, I wasn't really into any gangs no. or, or violence before. But they, they was putting a, a hand out there, obviously, because of the nature of the incident, because it was a stabbing. So they was just there on hand anyway to help. Yeah. Okay, and and then as you were leaving hospital, and so the doctors are saying you're fit to go home. What sort of support were Red Thread giving you at that point? And there was there was still offering quite a lot of support. Like I said, I had a contact number. He said that he could contact me at any time, and if I'm not available, then you could contact one of the other staff members. And um, yeah, they they offered loads of support after hospital. I came in and had a few meetings with Red Thread after just to, just to check and see how I was and if there was any safeguarding issues or anything that they could yeah. do outside of hospital and I felt that there was more looking after my well-being and there wasn't really trying to pressure me to get certain information I think there was more there just to generally give me a helping hand to make me feel safe so yeah and how have things been for you since you've left hospital um things are, are on the up if I could say that yeah um Red Fred we attended the House of Parliament yesterday and that was a APPG and that was about um, pupils being kicked out of school and referral units which was linked to violence mm -hmm. and like I said obviously 
the nature of my incident was a violent crime being stabbed. So yeah. we went down and we just we just listened, and yeah, it's, it's just it's just positivity now. If I can mm. if I can put it in one word, yeah, it's positive. And do you see yourself continuing that association with Red Thread to carry on the work? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, looking forward yeah i definitely do they've helped me in so many different ways obviously um, janice is sitting across the table they've managed to help me get in contact like with her she was my first point of contact within the hospital mm -hmm. and we've had a, a good talk and obviously i asked her a few questions how she felt mm -hmm. and obviously i've kind of put her mind at ease with certain things that she may have yeah. had to question as well so yeah redford has been a, a massive help in that and they've helped me in other things um, in the past as well we're looking forward they're, they're looking to support me and hopefully for me to put my own program together to help other people who have been affected by this nature of incident and, and moving forward Excellent. do positive things good and, and and that's great to hear and I'm just interested in you know you, you said you've spoken to politicians the Houses of Parliament you you know you've, you've probably seen in the things in the media and everything do you think that we we have an understanding of the issues and what it's like for young people, or do you, do you think that there is a it's not properly represented? What do you think? Um, truly, I don't think that there is a true understanding. I know they understand to a degree, but mm. I think a lot of people are at an age now where they they pass that, so they don't really understand it. Mm. And I think it's going to take younger people like myself mm. and. Um, to get that message through to the younger generation but mm. also the older generation because I don't think it's just an age-related thing I think it's more of a, a mindset and a frame and um, situations that lead up to certain people doing certain things or becoming involved in certain things or actually becoming a victim as well yeah so just add a massive thank you to Red Fred and obviously Janice and the yeah. NHS team and yourself for giving me this opportunity today. No, it's brilliant, Akai. Uh, so Janice, um, Akai there said you were his first face of the emergency department. Um, so I just wonder what your experience, what you can remember from, from Akai's story and, and, and how your experiences with Red Thread have been. So Akai, just before I say anything, are you happy that I say the way in which you came in? Yeah, that's yeah. fine, yeah. So basically what Akai hasn't said is he drove himself to the hospital with his injuries and I was um, in reception um, kind of man in the front door and I just remember seeing his face he was like had his hand on the plastic of reception and it was just sheer look of fear in his face mm -hmm. so as he's nicely described several times I whipped off my hoodie <laughs> and flung into action so kind of just grabbed him ran straight into recess um, l well luckily for Akai I think there was another trauma going on at, at this point so there was already the team there so kind of popped him on a trolley everyone came over and that was kind of it for the that day really kind of trying to I had a bit of spoke to his relatives a few times while as they came in and spoke to his brother quite a bit and then it was kind of not forgotten about but I think with a lot of A&E patients they just leave A&E and then that's kind of it I saw his brother a few times um, walking through the department on his way to visit him so it kind of always checked in, asked how he was doing. Um, and then it wasn't until probably a month or so ago, um, David contacted um, the people that were involved, kind of anyone that had written on his notes to see if we wanted to meet Akai and kind of see how he was getting on. Yeah. So as I've explained to Akai, it doesn't happen a lot. We get we seem to get a lot of thanks from relatives, but it tends to be patients that died. We don't ever really get to meet someone that survived or a victim so it was amazing to hear from Akai and that he wanted to come and say thanks and that he wanted to come and meet us um, 
so we met up probably was it about a month ago um, and just had a general chat and just saw how he was getting on and it was just amazing to kind of hear how positive he was after the experience that he'd had and then obviously today we've met up and he's kind of relived his journey through the department so we kind of walked in and the way that Akai came in took him through the same doors that he would have gone in he spent a bit of time in the bay that he would had been in in resource and met kind of one of the other nurses involved and then we've kind of had a journey through showing him where his relatives would have been waiting and kind of taking him on the walk that he would have gone mm. to theatre. Um, so for me, I think this job doesn't often give you a lot of job satisfaction, but meeting our cat has actually kind of made us remember why we do what we do. And it's made me immensely proud, actually, that we've had such an effect on Akai, that mm. he wants to come and get involved, he wants to make change, and that he wants to kind of thank everyone and make a difference so it's amazing and um, your experience with with Red Thread generally so, so I must say kind of pre-meeting with Akai probably not had much to do just for the role that I'm in but actually doing all this stuff has made me want to get involved I know we've got a few plans for the future mm. um, and I think with the increasing kind of violent crime that we're getting I think it's amazing to have them here because if they can kind of do what they've done with Akai with even 50% of the people that we get in, mm. I think there's going to be a lot of young people out there that want to make a change and want to make a difference for their future and other people's. I know it might not be possible with everybody, um, but even like I say, if we get a few of these positive people that want to make a change, I think hopefully the future will be better. <laughs> and, and just going back to Akai, I've just when that positivity that can come out of something like this where do you think that comes from rather than going do you know what I'm gonna go down a negative pathway um, what makes you go no there's gonna be some positivity out um, of this? But, um, looking back I don't know going back about six or seven years ago I was in a different frame of mind being 24 now going back then years ago I was in a different frame of mind and mm. obviously um, being a product of my environment, not coming from such a good place, maybe I would have been in a different mindset and how I would have gone about things and almost revenge, gone on that sort of path to a degree. But um, them, them six or seven years, I've, I've built myself up, I've pulled myself out of that environment, I've been to work, I've, I've got kids, do you know what I mean? So I'm in a different mindset now. For, so for me to be pulled back down that path, it's, it's just, it's just a no for me, to be honest. And mm. although someone has done something bad to me, I know there's always something I can do that's better rather than just revenge. Yeah. So I'd rather stay on a positive path and spread the message of positivity. Mm. And um, ultimately it comes down for me to the world of, of, of karma and I'll let that take its course. And for me, I'm just gonna live my life happily and positive. Uh, that's great to hear. It's really, that's really inspiring. Um, so I think you, you've all mentioned sort of projects and things for the future. Yeah. What, what, how do you guys? That's just opening it all up to all three. How do you see the future developing with Red Threads? How, you know, what sort of projects do you want to bring to the table, and what do you think is going to happen? Well, one of the things like today um, that we want to do is get more young people involved in making a change and making a difference, mm. um, not only for the charity of Red Thread, mm. but also to improve the wider communities that they represent and, and that they're involved in. That was something that I did in my previous role, and that's what I'm trying to bring into Red Thread. Um, but also maybe to impact on the department as well. I know there's things like friends and family surveys that take part as well, but 
perhaps having focus groups where um, staff can sit down with young people that have come through the department and actually get feedback or praise or whatever it might be to change the way that staff might uh, perceive or see a young person or vice versa, the way that young people might see staff. Um, so we, we've got a participation uh, group that we're going to set up very soon. Hopefully uh, Akai is going to lead on that. You don't know that yet, but um, <laughs> he does now. He does now. Um, but the idea behind that is obviously we get victims of, of violence together um, and try and make a positive change and try and yeah. influence um, and make them be decision makers. Like, for example, going down to an APPG, going down to the House of the Parliament and challenging those that are at the highest level of decision making to mm -hmm. have a, a positive impact. And also we want our clinical colleagues involved as well in that. So we'll have a, an open participation group where it's hopefully going to have a, a wider impact on our roles, on our society and the young people that we work with. Mm -hmm. uh, I know Akai also has uh, got a few irons in the fire. Um, yeah, do you want to talk about that, Akai? What's, what have you got? Um, yeah, first and foremost, obviously, you just spoke about me leading that group. Um, it's definitely something I'd be willing to do because I feel um, there isn't anyone before me that's been willing to open the door as such. So if I feel if I, if I need that person to be open that door to allow other people through, then so be it. So with that offer, I'd definitely accept. But yeah, moving forward, um, I'm looking to do a lot of positive things. I want to... Um, I, I want to speak to people who could become potential victims if that's because of their lifestyle or or whatever it may bring them up to violent crime and potential perpetrators also because I feel it's important to get to the perpetrators before they commit such an offence mm -hmm. and so I think that's very important so how am I going to do this I feel I'm going to be going through I want, I want to attend schools primary schools probably year six before they go up to secondary school and then moving through to secondary schools and then maybe touch on more of the perpetrators so go to youth offending units and and, and people who are potentially in that mind frame of, of doing such a thing so the future looks very bright and then moving forward we're along with Redfred and obviously with people like Janice and we've been talking about um, maybe bringing people down to the hospital mm -hmm. and, and, and showing them around and kind of shocking them and, and saying, look, this is, it's, this is what could happen. Yeah. Do you want to talk a bit more about that, Janice? Yeah, so we were talking when we were in recess earlier about the potential of kind of showing potential victims or perpetrators what it could be like from Akai being a patient's perspective and kind of being that person that there's you've been assaulted you've been injured and there's these 15 people are looking at you and kind of showing them what could potentially happen we also then briefly discussed actually there might be a role in kind of simulation for this that you could almost do a simulation of a stabbing of an assault mm -hmm. and actually let people let young because obviously it's victims of assaults are getting younger and younger mm -hmm. and actually letting them see what potentially could happen to them just from kind of what would happen if they came to the hospital kind of all these people that would be involved just to see if it acts as kind of a deterrent from people getting involved in things that maybe would get them in this position mm. um, and just a bit more awareness and I think that's got a great place to kind of help community wise obviously we all know kind of violent crime is on the up mm. so if we can even just hit a few people with that I think it'd have a massive difference to the community and then also to us as a department that we wouldn't have to see this kind of injury so I think Akai's really passionate about this and I think he's got a lot of ideas mm. and I think together with Red Thread I think there could be a lot of changes and a lot of improvements made. 
And um, just going back to when you, you said you spoke at the Houses of Parliament, what was that like? Do you, do you feel they're listening? Do you feel they've, they, you know, we're getting the right message from you, do you think? Um, yeah, obviously it wasn't just myself attending, there was other people there. Yeah. It was being led by um, Sarah Jones, the, the Labour MP for Croydon. And um, I, I definitely feel that it was being taken on board um, and people are very serious. There was a lot of passionate people in the room, people who have been affected by it physically, but also mentally as well. Mm. Um, yeah, so I definitely think that I was listening. People was listening in that room and in that environment. Um, what? Well, uh, yeah, I just I would basically say, obviously, Red Thread want to get as many people as involved within the hospital um, to try and be champions for the charity to improve referrals and um, try and improve the experiences of young people, not only. The, working with Red Fred, but obviously coming through the department to try and make life a lot easier for everybody involved. Um, so we're going to be running focus groups. Um, I think our first one's on the 14th of November. Um, so if anybody's interested, then they can get in touch with myself and um, come along to that. I've sent a few invites to... Where's that going to be held? Um, not quite sure yet. Somewhere <laughs> in the department. Um, <laughs> I haven't booked a room yet. I'm just waiting to generate some interest, but there's always cake and stuff involved in Curly that Curly there'll be something involved um, but yeah so basically the idea behind a focus group is just to try and improve the way we work in the hospital if there are any changes that we need to make and then take these ideas and pass them into the participation group and, and just try and expand things from there you know we're not expecting world domination not just yet not just yet that's next year <laughs> okay Thank you so much for coming down, Kai. Thank you yeah. for talking to us thank and you. Uh, sharing some of your experience. Thank you once again, David. Thank you. And thank you, Charles. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. That was our third Red Thread special. Um, as ever, you can find the blog entry for this podcast at uh, takeorally.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Take Orally on both Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Uh, you can find Take Orally on both Facebook and Twitter. For more information about research and education opportunities within emergency medicine, acute medicine and major trauma, you can find NUH Dream on both Facebook and Twitter.